I'm John Rosenberg. I'm the host of the Made Possible podcast. We talk to people who've got a few adventures under their belt to find out what makes them tick, what motivates them, the parallels they draw from adventure, and their life outside adventure. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Is that really true? Do we really take what we learn from adventuring outside and translate it to our indoor lives? Whatever your adventure is, let's find out how you make it possible. This show wouldn't be possible without the good folks over at Cold Case Gear. They utilize NASA technology and advanced manufacturing techniques to make the world's most indestructible and versatile electronics protection around. Their Westlope case offers unparalleled phone protection, so whether you're rafting down the Grand Canyon, reaching the summit of Mount Rainier, or just having a lazy day floating the river, you can have peace of mind knowing your phone will stay protected no matter what happens. Cold Case Gear protects the gear that gets you home safe. And now, on to the show. On this inaugural episode of the Made Possible Podcast, I sit down with Deirdre Rosenberg. She's an accomplished adventurer, photographer, public speaker, and photography mentor. Her images have been shortlisted two years in a row for Wildlife Photographer of the Year from the London Natural History Museum. She's got two incredible books out that detail the lives of both the American Pika and the glorious mountain goat. She also happens to be my wife. So let's hear what she's got to say. Okay, so um, we're going to start with a little introduction. So this ought to be interesting. I'm sitting here with my wonderful wife, Deirdre. Deirdre, why don't you go ahead and um, introduce yourself in the context of what you do and what you like to do uh, outside for adventure. So I am a conservation photographer. I specialize in mountain biomes and alpine wildlife. Um, that is pretty much the gist of what I do um, for both my profession and my adventuring. Um, so my work takes me pretty deep into the mountains, pretty deep into the wilderness and includes a whole lot of backpacking and hiking and camping. Well, very good. And I've been on many of those adventures with you. I think that's a great segue into just kind of getting into what what this whole podcast is about, which is not just the adventure, which of course we, we want to talk about and we want to hear about, um, but it is everything that that we learn from those adventures and so often you hear people say that you know they um they learned a lot from their experiences in the outdoors and what we want to find out is you know what did you learn and uh were you able to take those learned lessons with you um into you know real real life um so give me um <laughs> one like tr- truly memorable outdoors experience and why it was memorable whether that was uh for good or for bad sure so um this is something that you were a part of kind of inadvertently on the adventure side um so i will just uh 
start talking and you will start remembering. <laughs> so over the summer, um, I wanted to do some field work at a very specific Pika colony. And so um, I backpacked in, you came with me, and you dropped off all of the gear of mine that you had packed in for me and kind of left me to it. And so I spent the following couple days um, hanging out at this Pika colony and observing them. On the final morning I was out, I decided to get a really great early start and hike out during the sunrise. And as it came to be, I, um, I passed the split that I needed to take for meeting you where you were going to pick me up at the bottom of the mountain. And instead, because it was dark, I just kept going. And I ended up um, backpacking out all this gear. And, and it was really, really, really physically strenuous. And after about five miles, I started thinking to myself, like, this is not okay. Like, I should, I should be recognizing all of my surroundings and nothing looked familiar. And, um, I mean, I had just gone too far. I knew where I should have been after that much mileage. And I ended up being super lost, um, really far off the trail, really far off, um, the trajectory. And I kind of got to a situation where I knew I could either keep going and it would tack on a lot of mileage and elevation, but I would know exactly where I would be kind of spit out. Or I could retrace all my steps, find where I went wrong, um, and kind of just fix the multitude of errors that I had made. And I didn't know how much that would add to my mileage. I didn't know really anything. And I ended up doing the latter and um, retracing my steps and figuring it all out added a ton of time to that day, added a lot of mileage to that day. And you met me at the trailhead parking lot for a different trail. And I was so, so crabby, but that is what immediately came to mind for me. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I remember that. I thought that when I pulled up, with the timing that I would have been meeting you right there. Um, and so that is not what happened in. So in that moment, I I know that you must have been thinking just about a million, a million different things. But when you, when you look back on that now, what, what do you feel like if anything you took from that experience that, you can use in the future um so like with all of my outdoor experiences that one really um really existed i think to show me that i'm very capable in the backcountry that i um if i know something has gone wrong i'm able to slow things down and kind of reassess things um and i think that that's all really confidence building, which can be super important for adventures. Um, when I got out of this trouble that I found myself in, I did that by going over a paper map 
Um, and so it also reinforced my skills as a map reader. And yeah, I, um, I definitely think that just, it was very, um, confidence boosting after the fact. Yeah. And I think that's a good way to put it. I, I, um, I know at least in, in our life that this is true. Like the, the only way that you really get, get better at things is by failing. Yeah. Like absolutely <laughs> sucking at them and messing it all up. <laughs> and then you learn in the process of fixing it. Yeah. And I mean, we could like go, go into the weeds on that. Um, but but we won't. I will just, <laughs> I will mention a time that we had on our, our, on our honeymoon, like six and a half years ago, we had, um, kind of a similar situation, which really, um, made up. We, we hadn't learned yet. R- yeah, exactly. No, we, we hadn't learned yet. And we did wind up getting extremely lost in what should have been a, like a seven or eight mile hike turned into well over 20 miles and we were lucky for that that was a situation where um we didn't slow down we never took that time to slow down and kind of assess what was happening so that actually goes right into the uh, the next question is um a i want a what doesn't kill you makes you stronger moment and i think like honestly that moment at least for me, was one that, like, I always come back to. Yeah, I would I would put any time that I've been lost in that category, which is essentially the, um, the story that I told and then the little story you just told. Um, those are the only two times that's happened. But I think um, one of the... One of the things for the past many years I've been working through is getting... Um, over my fear of heights or accepting my fear of heights. And, um, we had a backpacking trip towards the end of the season this year that required a little bit of exposure with very, very, very heavy backpacks. Um, and was like, to me, a very stressful situation where I got tunnel vision. My ears started ringing. I think if we've all had anxiety or huge panic attacks, we know that feeling of like, uh Oh, can't hear anything, but they're ringing and I can't see anything. Um, and that, that really hit me super hard on that last expedition. Um, but it's just another little notch in my belt of working to get over this fear of heights. And so can't, uh, can't be anything but positive really. Do you think that, I mean, that phrase is even, is it, is it true? Is it, is it circumstantial that what doesn't kill you <laughs> makes you stronger? Uh, Cause I don't, I think depending on your personality type, um, that it, it may or may not actually be true. I guess for me, I think it depends if you're able to actually, if you're able to learn then you can get stronger, but other, but otherwise you might just be making terrible mistakes over and over. Yeah. It's really just that experience building. I, I kind of agree with you and there's a really fine line between, um, what does and doesn't kill you sometimes 
Uh, especially when we're talking about like outdoor adventure as you get into the more extreme ends of that or not if you just are out hiking and have no experience um yeah what doesn't kill you could come really close to killing you and that doesn't always make you stronger with you see it all the time in the outdoor industry where like with some people it kills their career or it makes them kind of step back and uh not want to do those things anymore and so I think as long as you're experiencing these hard moments and making a choice to learn from them, then I would agree with what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But other than that, what doesn't kill you, like, just might eventually kill you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so in keeping, in keeping with the theme of our podcast... I want to know about um, just a, a transformative moment for you in the outdoors um, through adventure and whether that was, you know, one single moment or maybe a series of events um, that just kind of transformed you as a person. Probably, um, probably the, the thing that like really sticks out to me is a trip um, that I took many years ago to the city of rocks in Idaho. Um, I had won a rock climbing scholarship through um, Chicks with Picks. And man, I thought that I was going to kick so much ass doing it for the gram. Like I had been a gym climber forever and I was finally going to like really see what I was made of for climbing outdoors. I had professional guides and it was like this very, very um, built up in my head kind of thing. And when I got there, it, it did not go how I thought. Um, that's when I truly discovered my terrible fear of heights. Um, I, I learned about that with 2000 feet of relief below me. And um, yeah, I think just that was a strange time where I learned a lot about myself, um, a lot about my boundaries and limits. And I had some really amazing chats with a couple of professional climbers that uh, really kind of understood what I was all about. And I appreciated um, being able to converse with those women because it really did um, transform everything about my relationship with the outdoors and what I wanted to do in the outdoors going forward. So now just with like with some of the lessons that you've learned over the years, I'm curious about like what what's your thought process like when you are packing up for an adventure, like what's going through your mind? The only thing ever going through my mind is like, holy shit, this is going to suck. This is so heavy. <laughs> and I think I, I it doesn't get farther than that because it is what it is pretty much with the like. Other than changing out the weight of the layers I'm bringing, my sleeping bag, my down jacket, kind of all that kind of stuff, everything else stays the same. And so it's always just kind of like preparing for a backpack that is 10 to 15 pounds too heavy for my body size, um, kind of seeing if there's anything I can cut out, 
if that would help. But mostly when I'm getting ready with my big backpack, I'm just thinking like, hope I did enough squats ahead of time because this <laughs> is going to really be heavy. Oh, man. And it, and it always seems to be, even though we are <laughs> try to find ways to pack less and less yeah there it's hard when you have specific missions the setup is always the same but sometimes it's gonna be hot so you get to bring less layers and that's about it so one of the things i really want to get to the bottom of um is how how you have taken you know lessons learned from the outdoors and, and you translate that into the real world. And I'll, I'll start by giving an example. Um, many years ago before we had met and I was really into, um, bike packing, you know, I pack up all my, my camp stuff on my bike and just go find some place to lay down for the evening. And I probably spent over a hundred nights alone in my tent and i think i learned definitely a, a confidence in myself that um you know you you can face these things that seem um scary because you know if if you can you know bikes a hundred miles out into the middle of nowhere with all everything you need just on your bike and be able to kind of fend for yourself. Like surely you can make this phone call that you don't want to make or something like that. Um, but I find it really fascinating what that, what that looks like for other people, because I don't think it's always the easiest thing to translate our outdoor skills um into let's say a uh, a job interview or something like that so how how do you think your time in the outdoors has prepared you to tackle some of the things in regular life that you don't generally like to do um so i agree with you that my time outdoors has been like largely confidence building where it's kind of like, yeah, if I can do like these bigger, scarier things, I can like certainly muster up the nerve to make a phone call or have an awkward conversation. Um, I would also say that my time spent in the outdoors has developed a very strong um, set of leadership skills and leadership quality um, my decision-making skills are really snappy and I don't question them unless I need to be questioning them, which is part of leadership that I know when and when not to be questioning these decisions. Um, and that really boils down to me for like every aspect of life outside of adventure. Um, I think as a woman, you're raised to believe that you have to be a certain way as far as your communication style and the things that um, that you're kind of confident about as far as uh, the real world is concerned. And that playing field is really leveled in the outdoors in so many ways. Um, and so I've been able to very easily 
um, take those leadership skills and confidence and just instill them into my personality, which has been super helpful because I'm blazing a lot of my own trails and I don't think I could do that without those skills. Yeah, no, that that's really, that's really well put. And I think there's a really big push now to get more people, to get more people outdoors. And you do hear the talk about, you know, the transformative power of getting outdoors. And I want to illuminate, you know, in greater detail what that is and maybe make it, um, make that accessibility a little bit easier for people to kind of like understand, you know, exactly what we're actually talking about. Um, and then, and to see the value in, um, stepping outside of their own, their own comfort zones, because I mean, truly, you know, life and living really does begin at the edge of your comfort zone. Um, and that, that's something that I want listeners to take away from this. Um, so while we're wrapping it up, why don't you let people know, uh, how they can find you? Sure. So I am online. Um, my website is DeirdreDenaliPhotography.com. On Instagram, the handle is DeirdreDenaliPhotography, which is also the case across all social platforms. Um, I love social media, so you can definitely find me active on Instagram. And uh, yeah, my website is a really good resource for all things that I do. Awesome. And you just launched a new book, isn't that right? Yep. My new book is called Life with Mountain Goats from Forests to Clouds. And it is about um, the San Juan mountain goat herds down here in the very rugged southwest Rocky Mountains. Um, you and I spent a good deal of time and energy tracking them all to allow me to publish this book. Yeah, well, it's a fantastic book. Um, it was my pleasure to be there for a lot of the making of it. And people can find that on on Amazon and through your website. Um, and I think that's kind of it. Very good. Good job on the first episode, husband. All husband. right. We've got our dog sitting next to us. Do you have anything to add? He doesn't. All right. <laughs>